You are listening to an episode of the Manager Track podcast. This is a special episode. It's a personal episode. It's one sort of dear to my heart. Over the past, I want to say three, maybe even four years, I've worked with a nonprofit organization called Ignite. I've done one-on-one coaching with them, team development sessions. We've done debriefs on 360s. We've done group conversations or a range of different formats to help them grow, come together as a team, understand each other better, communicate well, as well as helping their leaders really take on and be prepared for the next level of growth that the organization is heading into. And as part of the work that I've done with Ignite, we use a tool called Cloverleaf. And you might even have heard me talk about the tool with Cloverleaf's co-founder and COO, Kirsten Moorfield, in episode 127. Check out the show notes if you missed that episode. Today, though, I wanted to bring in Amber, who works with Ignite and has led the initiative to incorporate the assessments in Cloverleaf into the conversations at Ignite to help them work better together as a result of it. And today she's joining us to talk about what her insights were that came out of doing the assessments, what she's learned about herself, how it changed the dynamic with other team members, and the specific ways that her team is now using it on a daily and weekly basis to continuously develop self-awareness and increase their awareness and appreciation of other people's differences. As a result, they can mitigate conflict, they can create psychological safety, they demonstrate vulnerability in a really amazing way. I look at what they've done with Cloverleaf from the outside and I talk to people at Ignite almost on a weekly basis and I'm so impressed with what they've done and how much the insights from this tool keeps coming up in conversations and how it's shaped their team culture. So I want to share this with you to give you some inspiration and ideas on how to use tools or assessments in this case, to help with team building efforts. I also want to say a word about Ignite. Ignite stands for Inspiring Girls Now in Technology Evolution. Ignite's mission is to inspire girls to pursue STEM careers. They're doing a fabulous job. I love the team. I love their mission and vision. And it's been such a treat to work alongside the team over the past several years. I really encourage you to check out the show notes, to look at Ignite as a nonprofit, to look at the tools that they're using for the team. But also, if you personally or if you know someone who might be interested in joining a nonprofit and pursuing this mission, then check out their careers page as well. I know that they're growing, that they're always looking for amazing people and people listening to this podcast. I know are pretty amazing. So let's dive in and listen to the conversation between Amber and I about using assessments to become a better leader to others and to work better with those on your team. Are you ready? Let's do it. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. 
I have a very special and dear guest on today. This is Amber. Amber, welcome to the show. Hi, Ramona. It's so nice to be here. So Amber, tell us a little bit about you and your work before we dive into today's conversation. Absolutely. So my name's Amber Zertucci, and I'm based here in San Francisco, nice and foggy today. And I started my career as an engineer. I worked on the James Webb Space Telescope. Found <gasps> Did not even thing. know that. How exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those beautiful pictures. Oh, my gosh. That's it's, amazing. Yeah, brings tears to my eyes. They're so beautiful. But I was the only yeah. woman on my small team. And I wanted to make a difference and see a little bit more diversity. And so I went back to school and became a teacher. And I taught physics and engineering to juniors and seniors in high school. And then I started an Ignite chapter, the second one in San Francisco, actually. It actually started in Seattle a couple decades ago. And I really saw some changes in the culture at the school around bringing girls into engineering. And I don't know, there's lots of stories I could tell about that, but I started seeing shifts and our CEO and founder, Kathy Rochfeller, noticed and invited me to bring Ignite to more schools in San Francisco. And now I'm the program director for the organization. And I'm currently partnering with school districts and companies to bring STEM programming to girls all over the country. I feel so grateful to be able to work with you and your team because I really resonate with the mission, the vision that you're pursuing and just love the work that you're doing and that we just need so much more of that. So agreed. <laughs> love, love what you do and grateful to support from the sidelines as much as I can. So let's talk about our work a little bit. I shared this in the introduction that we've met years ago and have sort of evolved in our work together through different formats and how we've, um, how we've I've supported you and the broader team. And then one of the things that we brought into the conversation at some point was Cloverleaf. Now, Cloverleaf is simply right, the platform that allows teams and individuals to take a range of different assessments, and then it feeds back an ongoing or a daily feed of insights or sort of prompts for self-reflection to ensure that we're always building our awareness, because it's easy to you know, be reactive most of the day and be in the moment, but it's bringing back these prompts to help us pause and think about how we show up, our natural tendencies and behaviors and how they may be perceived as well as getting to know other people on our teams better. So I am curious, when you first heard me talk about this, what was something that sparked your interest? And we're like, are you at that point? I'm like, yeah, I want to know more about it. Do you remember what motivated you to look into it? I definitely remember the first time you brought it up and like a lot of things in my life, the first time something is brought up and I've done something similar, I kind of dismiss it very easily and be like, oh, I've already done something like this before. You know, like it's a personality test that I've taken in a magazine or, you know, I actually enjoy surveys and getting to know myself. So I felt like I've already done this work, but I like Ramona. I'm going to let her like, you know, do her thing and explain it more. And I actually took the assessments and learned some way different stuff about myself in a more intimate way and specifically how it relates to how I show up at work and some of the challenges I've been having at work, which I was blaming on others 
and not looking at how am I showing up to this conversation and those personality tests and magazines and and self-help books and things like that, they didn't cover that kind of stuff. So I remember something specifically like, I love to have the details all fleshed out before I can really get excited about something. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that in Cloverleaf and that not everybody thinks like that, some people just like are excited and just start going with the flow and having ideas without really thinking them through. And I went straight to thinking them through. I was like, oh, that could definitely present some conflict because maybe I'm perceived as somebody that is not really excited about the ideas, but instead I'm like, I'm going to be excited when I know more about it. Mm -hmm. So it's just a deeper way of knowing myself and some ideas to help me show up and in a way that's best for the whole team. Mm -hmm. And this is very common, especially for analytically minded people who are known to like wanting to solve the problem, understand it in depth and not to say all engineers, right? Or even there's there's a specific category of people who will always think that way. That's not ever the case. But I do see this as a common pattern. And I also see as a common pattern that you're working with people who are visionaries. Like in your nonprofit, you have big um, ambitious visions and growth uh, you know, goals. And so do startups that I work with and teams who want to create big things. So you have someone who's excited without knowing any of the details. And that enthusiasm needs to sort of spread. And then some people jump on it. They're like, yeah, and we'll figure that as we go. And then your mind is what I'm hearing from you was thinking, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like where you're going. But before I jump on that train, I want to know where is it going and what does the train look like and and all of that. And and let's flush out the details. (laughs) That for someone who's on the train is like, what are you waiting for? This is going to be fun. Just jump on. You are sort of a risk, you're constantly seeing the risks, constantly seeing the negative. You're slowing us down, like just get on board, <laughs> right? And for you, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, but why would I? That's way too fast and way too soon. Is that right? Does that resonate? Yeah. And that was my, that was my big epiphany when I first learned about Cloverleaf and why I wanted to continue learning more about myself and about I mean, eventually, as the story goes, I eventually learned more about my teammates too, which helped put those puzzle pieces together for me and help me work more intimately with my colleagues. But that was the, that was the first moment is realizing that like, oh, not everybody shows up this way. This is something that's very unique to me. I mean, other people show up that way too. And there's something I can do about it to resolve some of the conflicts that's been happening around that particular attitude of myself. Mm-hmm. Actually, now going back to one of those early times, I remember vividly, there was a moment and I actually share this sometimes in in conversations too. I remember vividly, we were on a call. It was you and a teammate, one of your teammates, coworkers, and we were looking at a painting. And I said, (laughs) if you remember this, we were looking at a painting and I said, look at this painting for a minute and I'm going to take, and then I'm going to move away, like stop sharing the slide and then tell me what you saw. And so- (laughs) <laughs> I remember I think if I get this right you were talking about things that were very detailed I think you saw like a star on the left side of this abstract like 
it was more of like a colorful delicious bunch of things you saw so many little details that I personally didn't pick up but your coworker also didn't pick up but what your coworker described was all the high level like the wave or like the flow of the colors and those were those moments when we realized like oh my gosh the way I see reality or the world or in this case a painting yep and what I see and what I focus on is very different to what someone else sees yeah but and this shows up daily in conversations right I think this is even when I think back of what were the things that <laughs> makes makes me feel a little bit more mature but I also know I have a lot of more maturity to gain is to realize oh just because I think something should be that way or because I process information or feel feelings a certain way does by all means not mean that everyone else does we're so similar yet so different in how we process information, make decisions, what we focus on, what we value, what we need in order to get on board or enthusiastic and so forth. What were some other examples that you that you can pick up and remember? Oh, in those early times, just when it was about developing your own self-awareness that you've learned through Cloverleaf. And then we're going to shift gear a little bit and talk about your team. Another one was learning that I process information and take in information through my heart, which is like feelings through processing feelings. And I've always kind of like proud, been proud of myself for being like very analytical, very data logically minded, but at my core, like what you're feeling is really important to me. And my feelings can also color how I show up. Um, in the workplace, in my personal life. And I think Cloverleaf was a, it was really nice to get at that core because I think being an engineer and learning how to look at data, learning what kind of data I need, learning how to make decisions based on logic is certainly a big part of like who I am now. But I think at my core, it's that feeling. And so what that means for me, and I didn't really realize this in the beginning when I first got the results, but after working on like how other people are showing up in their own Enneagram triad. So some people like think and process information with their gut. So like their instinct, like whatever that is, they just like go with it. And then some with their head. So like, you know, they're thinking and thinking and thinking with their mind, like what's happening in their mind. And I was like, what? I should be a mind. (laughs) I should be thinking with my head. And it's like, well, actually, I'm pretty concerned about how others feel. I was sharing this earlier, you know, I just woke up in a bad mood yesterday. You know, I had some feelings and that let me realize like, oh, I, that's going to affect how I process information today. I can't just like stomp on my feelings and say, you're not going to be important today because I got more important things to do. Instead, it's like, okay, how am I going to show up with the feelings that I already have? And I showed up more as like a passive, curious listener instead of somebody who's like, you know, interjecting ideas and maybe trying to find, you know, solutions to problems that nobody sees because everybody's on that train. And I'm like, and I can maybe present those at a different time when I'm in a different place. So that was another big epiphany for me is whenever I feel resistance about something, that's generally something that I get to grow in. And I felt resistance about that, at first. <laughs> but now I've definitely <laughs> embraced it and 
I think that it adds value to, to the team because I don't just acknowledge the feelings to myself. I'm able to be honest with my teammates is I'm not in a great place today, you know, and kind of be more vulnerable and allow them to be vulnerable at the same time. Which is huge. And I think that awareness also allows us to say, I think this is my mood and I see that it's impacting me. And so instead of me acting it out, being frustrated, snap, be angry, be short with people, I can own and say like, okay, I know about myself, like emotions impact my processing or impact my behavior. I can talk about it vulnerably, but I don't have to act it out on people because I know how to manage myself and like not jump on certain, you know, when when there's opposition, I might say like, yeah, I'll save that for next time. (laughs) right? Or when you're in a conversation to know today may not be the time where I lead this discussion. I may be more of a listener here and asking questions based on my emotional state. Huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah. And and my teammates have, have expressed how impactful that is for them as well. You know, one day I did snap one day. I did say something to somebody not even realizing it, but I was embarrassed about something that had happened during the meeting. Some way that I show up, I was embarrassed. It's not a long story, but it's about note-taking. I'm having trouble multitasking these days. I don't know if it's from getting COVID or just growing an age. And I missed something in the notes. I missed something in the conversation. And so I snapped at somebody. I said something like, well, I didn't hear that. Repeat it. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And the day of, I said, you know, I'm not feeling very well. Um, And the next day I was actually able to apologize and say, these are the feelings I had. I was actually feeling embarrassed. Yeah. And I think I might've taken it out on you. And how was that for you? And we got to have an honest talk about how it was. I mean, it might've seemed like a minor thing, but those minor things, especially working virtually can really impact the team. So I don't just want to let them go. I want to be honest about, I process things through feelings. And when I'm feeling a certain way, you know, it might come out in a different way. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And we got to come to a solution that worked for everybody for, you know, me multitasking during meetings. (laughs) Which I just want to acknowledge you for this for a moment, because when we're thinking about creating workplaces where we have, you know, people first, and we talk about psychological safety and creating the safe space where people can be open and vulnerable and can own it. And also where leaders demonstrate that they take ownership of things that they made, you know, where they think, oh, didn't show up on my best. I'm not just going to pretend that didn't happen because I'm going to maybe look bad, but instead say, no, I'm going to apologize. And this is how I'm, I'm demonstrating leadership in this situation. And it actually builds trust and credibility and all of that. It doesn't diminish it at all, but it takes courage to do that. It takes self-awareness and it takes courage. These are the little things that add up. And these are the things that make up a culture. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system, and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings 
with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. Okay, so let's talk about culture and let's talk about your team because what we did after you've gone through it, I think we fairly soon thereafter, we started to enroll other people on your team onto the platform and they went through their assessments. So walk us a little bit through how that evolved into where you are today and how you're using Cloverleaf today. We were talking with another person in the leadership accelerator program, and they were talking about when they were reading their teammates Cloverleaf results. And I was like, how do I do that? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I only had my own results and um, you helped me get there. And we kind of asked the team at Ignite whether this was something that might be interesting and it was. And so we have a a culture now of within a couple of weeks of getting hired to Ignite, you take, you know, X amount of Cloverleaf assessments enough to kind of fill in the team and see where we're at. So now we each get our daily alerts for like the meetings that we attend and who's in them. And we get little like snippets about that. And then also our own daily tip for the day. And so with some of those, we've actually developed a professional development tool during our staff meetings. So in the first 10 minutes of staff meetings, there'll be one person who, you know, volunteered to present that day at the staff meeting before. And I've kind of separated it into three different parts. Part one is we choose a tip from a certain category in Cloverleaf. So for the first one, we just pick the general category. So everybody picks one from the general category or two. Some people, it's it's hard to decide. It was hard to decide for me. So, you know, one or two, and then we copy that onto the agenda so we can visually see the tip. And then the person who's presenting that day about their, their Cloverleaf tip reads it out loud And then talks about how they see that come up in themselves. Mm -hmm. And then also ask questions for either getting feedback or just asking for general like questions about how do you see this come up for me? And so one of the things, you know, I went first. And so my example, the tip was something like, you really like closure. I really like closure. I like Mm -hmm. resolution. And sometimes that leads to, if I know there's a deadline coming up or if I want something to be done so I can go to the next step, it ends up with rushed work sometimes. And I showed how I saw that in in my work. Um, Sometimes I'll make like like a typo or something in an email or maybe in a spreadsheet or I'll mix up dates And I'm aware of this. It's because of my kind of instinctual want of resolving things. And so I asked if people saw this, you know, in me, a lot of times I catch these typos and mistakes before like the final has been sent out. 
And so people got a chance to kind of see how it showed up for them personally, but also how they've seen it in me or how they haven't seen it in me. They're like, yeah, we haven't noticed that. Or, you know, some tools that they use to do that, like pausing, stepping away from the computer, not checking email for a certain amount of time, things like that. So yeah, that was part one to just kind of get to know each other and our clover leaves a little bit more because we could read them. Mm-hmm. right on the computer, but it's different when someone's presenting and like, this really speaks to who I am and something that is challenging me right now. And I would really like your suggestions and guidance around that and just your outside perspective. So that's part one, mm-hmm. part two, which we're on right now. So we did part one, we had a nice summary together and like, you know, made slides and we got to see kind of our big takeaways Um, And then part two is now we're looking at specifically our desired outcomes, which we can find in 16 types in the DISC assessment. So things like logic, fairness, resolution for me, and we look at them and choose one or two and, and share on that with the idea that we are building one main desired outcome that Ignite Worldwide should focus on right now. Mm -hmm. So if that's resolution, and if everybody's on board with that, then we move on to part three. So part three is personal goal setting so we can get to that desired outcome for our team. So what do we personally say we're going to do this week Mm -hmm. to reach that goal of resolution, for example, or fairness? or accuracy, whatever it is that we think we need right now, because we are in a high growth moment. And that's leading to a lot of opportunities for people to show up in different ways and for a lot of miscommunications to happen as we have such great, exciting ideas. And then I come in with like, wait, I need this in order to get on board. And somebody else comes in with like, we need to get ahead. Like, And somebody else comes in with like a different idea. And then all the while there's different departments that are forming and we're communicating and learning how to communicate. So it's like controlled chaos, you know, Mm -hmm. because we all have ideas on how we want to grow this beautiful organization and continue doing this mission and serving even more students. So having one kind of focus for ourselves. And Cloverleaf helps us do that really is a good way to kind of like steer the ship a little bit. That's one of the things that I learned about in Cloverleaf is I liked controlled communication. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is my way of kind of bringing that in a way, but also like being flexible and asking for feedback in terms of like, you know, does this work for you? Do you all want to find a desired outcome or do you want to just kind of keep getting to learn about each other through Cloverleaf? So it's a dynamic conversation. It's a dynamic professional development that we're doing, but I'm really excited to see what, what we all come up with as a team and and where we go from here. That's such a unique approach. And I love how you're really pointing out at the moment at any given time, right? You have sort of like a common theme where everyone's aligning on and everyone's, you know, pursuing that for a while by breaking it down into what does that actually mean for me? So let's say accuracy. And you say like, we're going to aim for accuracy 
And then everyone looks at their portfolio of work and say, in which ways or where specifically do I need to sort of push or turn up the dial to get to the higher level of accuracy? And we're all doing this as a team together. It feels so bonding, but also just like it keeps you on your toes to always, to always make progress and always grow and improve. I also want to quickly point out, right, when we talked about for someone who doesn't even know what is Cloverleaf and what are those assessments and what are those tips? <laughs> when you get onto Cloverleaf, you get the assessments. And by the way, for right, so the, the tool, you you can't get these assessments for the price that Cloverleaf charges for the whole suite of assessments. So it's very affordable, but at the same time, you get the assessment results, which I usually say is about 20% of the value. The real value comes from thinking about it and then talking about it and having the dialogue so that you can reflect, huh, this is what it says. Like for you, you said with the Enneagram, oh, this is what it says. How does this actually show up for me? And 80% of the value comes from that, that self-reflection or then the dialogue with other people to say, I notice, or to say for me, for example, and recently said something about you want to always talk about action items and commitments. And sometimes it's good to just talk and create space for dialogue without rushing to conclusions or rushing to next steps. So being mindful. And it was so good to just take a moment and reflect, yeah, in which, in which meetings am I rushing too fast? And then even asking someone say, hey, I noticed that sometimes... I'm really keen on the action items. And sometimes I think we might not be ready. So if we ever get to that point where you feel we're not ready yet to make a decision on next steps, we need to continue the conversations. Let me know. Like, I want to know because I know that I have a tendency to do this. And 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 not that I'm putting agency on or, or the responsibility on other people to correct me, but I can say that that's a tendency and it helps them understand how we function which then makes it so much easier to work together. So these little tips that come out, right, that you get in your inbox, those are the things that you refer to saying in our team meetings, we actually talk about them, right? We bring them yeah. up. We say, this is what came up for me today. And here's what it makes, what I make it mean or what I'm learning. And then everyone can see, they learn more about you, but also learn about the interaction between themselves and you as a, the coworker. Yeah. So cool. So a couple of things I want to highlight. Again, one is the self-awareness part that you highlighted. Second is learning more about other people and learning how to better work together and realizing we all have very different patterns or behaviors or styles and how we see the world and, and act and so forth. And then what I really appreciated and the reason why I thought we wanted to hear more from, from Amber on this topic is because you took such a, you made a bold move in terms of really involved in, in a positive way of really integrating Cloverleaf into your team development plans, but also specifically into your team meetings. You say at the beginning of each meeting, we're making time to bond. We're making time to set the tone, to create the safe space. And that's what we do for every team meeting. And if you look back, so now so you're reflecting back over the last year or two that you've been using Cloverleaf. What kind of changes have you seen? And how do you think for teams who are on the fence or thinking about doing something like this, what could they expect or, or hope for? So the bonding itself is amazing. 
And I think sometimes because of different work experiences we've had in the past, we can be really hard on ourselves for showing up in a certain way, for thinking analytically or for, you know, one person is the devil's advocate and, you know, it's, it's something we can be shamed for in other workplaces, but here at Ignite, because we have these tools, we actually embrace all of that stuff. We need the devil's advocate. We need the the logic. We need the, the person who wants to lead us to the big picture the visionaries, like we need all of it. So it's all valuable. So Generally, when people first come to Ignite, there's a lot of that kind of almost berating myself and ourselves for how we show up. And then after a while, as we go through these exercises and and have conversations based on acknowledging like, oh, my my data minded uh, senses are tingling. What's the you know, and we can kind of laugh about it instead of me being like, oh, I can't see the big picture. And that means there's something wrong with me. Like I can't see the big picture. It's just not like my natural inclination. So I can step into that or I can step into my natural inclination wherever my team needs me to be or wherever I think I can contribute the, the best. So I've seen in my team members an inclination to embrace who they are and not feel bad about it. And that's been really really cool for me to see as somebody who had a similar experience, you know, my ways are not always embraced in the engineering world, being the only woman on my team. I certainly probably had, you know, we didn't, we didn't have Cloverleaf at at my place of work, but I was certainly a unique person in it. And I think um, I came with unique perspectives that weren't always accepted. And so I kind of like stamped them down as not useful And I think being here at Ignite and our culture and bringing on Cloverleaf and with your support, we're able to embrace all the things we bring and not stamp any of that down. Because honestly, I think that's the way that we're going to grow and serve our students the best is when we come up as our authentic selves, even when we make mistakes, you know, especially if we can acknowledge them. And even if it's not a mistake, maybe it's just coming up and like, for me coming up in like a negative, seemingly negative way, like, wait, I thought we talked about this and now we're talking about this, like, and just learn, like, I would like to understand. And I think that's really been helpful for at least me on the outside, seeing our team grow. What you said, I think is huge because we're all striving to be more diverse, right? So diversity and inclusion and equity, big topics. We're trying to create a diversity in, in a range of different things, including cognitive diversity, which means to not look for one set of strength, right? But look for the range of different strengths and then helping people bring all of that and their different and unique perspectives and, and patterns to the workplace we're sort of trying to bring that in, but oftentimes we're not equipping a team or individuals with the tools and support to help them, you know, make the most out of this. Instead, we're bringing in diversity, but then friction happens because we don't understand where someone else is coming from. We see this often when we look at teams with big diversity and a range of different aspects. And then we're saying basically, great, very diverse team, go do work. But now people are challenged because they're seeing like every time it's, you know, we're sort of like hitting a wall. We're not communicating well. 
And by what you just shared with like really acknowledging this and helping us value these differences and talking about them, that is the glue. That's the connection that we need. And the more diversity we bring into it, the more we need that dialogue and that mutual understanding and appreciation of all the different things that we bring. It's interesting that you bring that fact of like, oh, I felt like I needed to sort of tune this aspect of me down, which when you're able to tune it up or to bring your full self, it feels so different, right? That's when we really feel we're included. We really feel we're thriving. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Amber, for coming on and sharing about sort of your journey on this, your examples, sharing this with us, sharing how the team has used an integrated cloverleaf for, as as we're wrapping up, what is a final sort of something maybe we haven't talked about that you think is worthwhile for people to know or a final comment you'd like to make about this topic? For me, doing something new at a workplace can be intimidating. And I generally have resistance for things and change. This is part of my clover relief too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know this about myself. And so I always want to know like, well, how much time is it going to take in the beginning? How much investment is it going to take? Um, what do I need to get people on board with this? You know, those things went through my mind in the beginning. And the nice thing about learning things about myself like this um, is that I can let them go mm-hmm. and I can really transfer them over to our CEO and founder and say, I found an opportunity. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about it? You know, I don't have to have the whole proposal down. I don't have mm-hmm. to have all the, like how this has helped me down. It's just like, I know that I have a positive relationship with our CEO and founder and I found something that's really valuable to me. So maybe it might be valuable to her and the team and just, just like, I guess just kind of like testing the waters a little bit because I surely can think myself into like postponing things for months. And I'm really glad that I didn't do that with this, that I just kind of like tested the waters and see how it was. And then we we got into it and I'm so glad that we did because it's, I think it really has revolutionized the way that we do work at Ignite. It's amazing. Yeah. So cool to hear. And I know from speaking with other people on your team, how they're bringing these, these things back and sometimes they're looking at other people's profile to better understand, you know, their perspectives and, and I think that's huge. And I do think really the culture that you've built so it's a bit of the chicken egg, what came first, but, but through the help of also Cloverleaf and, and just the fact and how you all show up for your team with that sense of vulnerability and care and compassion, it's really role modeling what it can look like and what these kind of conversations can look like when people feel appreciated for their uniqueness, their strength, and are able to articulate it and get a, an understanding from people around them and feeling, feeling seen, right? with all of that, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I also appreciate you saying, sometimes we may want to have more data and more proof and more testing, or we worry what other people may think. And I do think that people who have contemplated whether or not to use Cloverleaf, you know, do it for yourself, bring a couple of people on, test it out, have conversations. There's nothing to lose. The only thing you don't want to do is to force someone to participate if they don't want to participate. So bring it up and say, is this something you're interested in? If they say yes, 
it'll naturally show and integrate to some extent whether or not this is a good fit and how you may use it. But taking action here and then not overthinking, but acting and testing and evolving from there on out. That's how I see people really embracing the tool or, or not, if they feel like actually they're not ready or this is not the right fit for us as well. They know by doing it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Amber, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing this. On one hand, I want to link to Ignite. You also check out Ignite and the amazing stuff they're doing. If you are in an organization, actually, why don't you say that? I should not say that for you. What kind of organization to connect with Ignite? Yeah, so Ignite stands for Inspiring Girls Now in Technology Evolution. And organizations that work in technology evolution, so any STEM companies, we love to partner with to bring opportunities to work directly with girls, non-binary, transgender, agender, and genderqueer students from around the country or in your local area. Um, We're currently doing in-person events in San Francisco and in Puget Sound. So if you're in one of those areas, we can do in-person events. If you're outside those areas, we can do virtual events. Um, And we also like to partner with school districts. So if you're a parent or in education, we want to connect with you to bring Ignite to your student's school. I also just want to say that Ignite is growing and we're hiring. So please also check out our website for that. And Idealist, we have some job postings on there. Sweet. Yes. Couldn't recommend it enough. Thank you, Amber, for being on. Um, I really, really appreciate you for all that we've talked about and links and so forth. Check out the show notes and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Ramona. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.